Good morning and welcome to the Robin Report. I'm your host, Elliot Robin, so get ready to get triggered. Welcome to the Robin Report. I'm your host, Elliot Robin, as you might have heard in our intro. And with me, not as usual, uh, I have part of my expert panel, uh, Adam and Daniel. How are you guys? Very, very good. Doing good, doing good. Awesome. Yeah, Marshall, Marshall isn't here today. He's in Ottawa, actually. He is? Yeah. He's doing some uh, conference, I think, with the conservatives or something like that. Some particular type of political conference and speakers and stuff like that. He's sounded pretty excited about it. So we wish him all the best and can't wait to see him back when we get everything back. Marshall, you are missed. <laughs> we uh we won't really miss that many conservatives but we missed him yet. We wanted to uh we wanted to have him call in but uh he said there's a zero percent chance of that because he's so busy. <laughs> so he won't be calling in. So we have an empty seat. I'm going to put a camera on it just to have his ghost there. Whatever. Oh, yeah, they did at the, the Grammy. Yeah, they just had yeah. an empty mic. So we have the empty mic there for him. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's start with our five-minute recap of the week. We'll start with the uh, anti-Semitic act in the U.S. Uh, Adam, I know you're pretty passionate about that. Um, yeah, so why don't you, we, you guys mentioned it, but... I wasn't. I haven't been up to date about it, so yeah, please enlighten me. Adam, we are, um, are going to do a, an episode about uh, anti-Semitism later on, um, but let's just start with this five-minute recap. Adam, go ahead. A Jewish cemetery, I believe, in Kansas, Missouri, was completely destroyed and defaced. Headstones were destroyed, um, broken, and rubble, and it was just an absolutely disgusting act. Um, you know, I'm not here to, to to talk down the hate against Muslims because it's very relevant and it's very real. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've seen a very quiet rise in anti-Semitism. And anti-Semitism seems foreign to most people with an education because, you know, anti-Semitism ended when the Nazis were defeated. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's over. They look... All the Jewish people, all the Jews in the world, they control Hollywood. They're all dentists, lawyers, doctors. They make good bagels. They're everywhere. What's wrong? There's no anti-Semitism. <laughs> but there very much is. Uh, menorahs on properties are being turned into swastikas. Um, in, in, in European countries, they, they, they're rampant attacks on, on Jewish communities, synagogues, like... Um, the synagogues, the synagogues are being vandalized and whatnot, and there's a rise of, of what is known as crypto-Jews, and crypto-Jews are basically Jews that practice in silence, or they... I think that's wrong. I think, I think that's, that's wrong. absolutely wrong. Yeah. Should, we live in a free in a free world, but for most of it. I, I, don't know, I don't really like religion too much anymore, but um, before, honestly, I used to be like, oh... God is the dumbest thing on the planet. Jesus isn't even real. I used to think like that, like, yeah. I got confirmed and stuff like that. But, like, once you get a little bit older, you get a, just, like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm mature now, but like, maybe it's like, like 1% more. Yeah. And you realize that, like, honestly, it doesn't really matter anymore. People have, like, a certain way of, like, to explain the universe and stuff like that. And some people use Judaism. Some people use Jainism, Hinduism, Catholicism, Islam. Like, you know yeah. what? Everyone's just trying to get to a path, like, for... 
try to better themselves, and everyone's just taking their own path. Yeah, and their exactly. own path is their own type of religion. As my uh, as my uncle says, find your own way to get into heaven, <laughs> depending on, on what route you take. You're finding your own way to get into heaven. And yeah, I just, it's, it's disgusting. Like, I posted this thing on Facebook, and I was like, great, I've time traveled back to 1943. Like, that's how it feels. Hate crimes against Jews. Like I was in Berlin. I went to Auschwitz. I saw what it was like. I saw the monuments, and the monuments aren't so monumental anymore. It's more in the present. There's no need to build a monument for what's happening right now. So it was. It was it's hard for me because my half my family is Jewish, and both sides of my family live in Israel. A state built on anti-Semitism. So no, I'm not built on anti-Semitism. Built because of anti-Semitism. You mentioned uh, the the uh, cemetery, right? Yeah. What happened in the cemetery? Yeah. yeah, I just found that about, like you're. It's so pathetic that you actually take the time to destroy 170, uh, you know, red zones. You know, the, just yeah. the dynamic in that family. You were. I, I don't even have any words for it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next. Uh, item on our list, Milo's, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos' pedophilia comments. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, a video emerged of him on a podcast where he essentially defended pedophilia, mm-hmm. um, even though he says he doesn't. Uh, he did come out in a press conference and apologize for it, mm-hmm. but many people still don't think it's it's enough. His book deal got cancelled. He was kicked off of CPAC, which is a conservative political conference in the U.S., at which Donald Trump is supposed to appear. Um, what are your thoughts on that, guys? Um, Go ahead, Adam. You know, for me, it's, it's, it's funny for me because, you know, this is the thing they get Miley Yiannopoulos on. Miley Yiannopoulos has said things that ranging from, uh, you know, uh, rape culture and Hogwarts, they both are, they both are, uh, fantasies, uh, he'd rather have his children have cancer than be feminist, he'd, um, he, he called all, he said all trannies are gay, he mocked a, a, a he mocked a transsexual student openly and caused, uh, her to drop out of school. Really? And, I, didn't yeah, know, I didn't know she dropped out. Yeah, she dropped out. Um... He he said things. He said so many, so many terrible things. But one thing I want to talk about is Bill Maher. Bill Maher has credited himself for bringing down Milo Yiannopoulos, and he said that uh, the best expo- the best way to clean something is through sunlight. Like he's brought Milo Yiannopoulos's crass personality into the sunlight. Bill Maher said the same thing on live television like ten years ago. Oh, he said some pretty late Bill Maher stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what? Like Bill Maher has said. Um, he talked about this thing where he said that a 35-year-old woman and a 14-year-old woman
Milo does the same thing, but I think he takes it to an extreme. The problem yeah. with Milo is that he's very hate inciting. Whether or not he intends to be this way, his vulgarity, like like you said, his vulgarity goes beyond a certain point, and it's fine for for conservatives and people that agree with him. But you know, for to openly mock a transsexual student on stage hits close to home for many transsexual people, teenagers, adults. And it hits close to home for allies of the transsexual community. And it, it, it spreads out that way. If you say you'd rather have your child have cancer than be a feminist, that affects the feminist community. Mm -hmm. If you say rape culture and Hogwarts are both uh, myths, then that impacts people who have been raped and, and, and they're rapists that have gotten off with a slap on the wrist and not even at times. So I think that, you know, there's a difference between George Carlin doing his, his thing on... Uh, you know how God, he yeah. he. If See he, the difference though is that Milo's political. He's that's why he's very political, and if if and any, that affects our society, and that's going to affect the legislation that comes into yeah. all of these different sovereign nations. Yeah. So that's why it has a profound more effect than in comparison to the comedian. It gives it gives racist and and phobic, whatever phobia you have, it gives racists and phobic people a voice. It's a, I agree with this guy. When you watch George Carlin talk about how God does all these terrible things, but he loves you, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm a religious person. Yeah. He, he, God can be kind of a hard guy sometimes. It is what it is. So there's a but difference. But see, like, an example for me, when I started listening to George Carlin, like, listening to his material, he, I was, like, probably grade seven or eight. Yeah. I, I, I watched that one episode, that one skit, like, not skit, but the one bit where he's talking was, like, Oh, God loves you eternally and is never going to stop loving you. Yeah. He's going to care for you. He's like, but you're going to burn in hell if you do something. Like if you masturbate yeah. or if you have sex outside of marriage or something like that. And you're going to burn. You're going to suffer for the rest of eternity. But, but he, he loves, loves you. you. <laughs> so I told my, I went to my grade seven, one of my grade seven teachers and I'm like, what do you think about that? He's like, and he just started, like, he, I know he has a very, very strong faith no matter what. Yeah. But 
There is some truth to that too, though. Like that's it's a very contradicting argument in terms of the religion for something like that. Yeah. Like, as long as we have an have an ability to forgive ourselves and to have a sense of retribution personally, not mm-hmm. with like a cosmological or yeah. a spiritual entity, then that's I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah. But yeah, Milo's comments were just I don't know. They're just very very hateful. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, it's no, not I'm saying, I mean the one with, the, the one in reference for him like resigning was in terms of the context, it wasn't a, I, I don't think he was advocating for it, but an example, you can say like if you take like, only a small clip of it and you take like only 15 seconds of it, there is lots of interpretation that you can do it. If I want to what I would like to do is I'm probably probably going to go home and look at the whole podcast like the whole 30 minutes mm-hmm. and see all the context that they're talking about. Like, and I for what I remember, I was reading it, they're talking about uh, if Joe Rogan at any time seen like a 15 year old girl that is attractive before him what, yeah, during I saw his that age part. yeah during his age he said no but some people might have a different opinion some people might think it's like oh there's like some there's, you can probably find some people on Instagram that like you see them and they look very very beautiful but then mm-hmm. you realize they're like 14, 15, 16 and I'm like that's ridiculous like they don't even look as they don't look their age no but when you, you realize know? that you have a moment of disgust and you're like ah yeah exactly you're like no I can't do yeah, this yeah no so let's uh, um, not to cut you off but we have talked about this a lot it is a big topic though mm, yeah um, let's just move on to the last thing this week Trump's speech about Sweden yeah um, <laughs> can't go a rabbit report episode without mentioning Trump uh, yeah Thoughts on that? He uh, he said there was a, a basically a terrorist attack Have you in Sweden. Sweden last night. What's been going on? I went to IKEA the other day. <laughs> I have the best deal with Sweden. <laughs> best deal. Um, Got some Swedish meatballs. <laughs> the best. They're great. The cranberry sauce. I had to sauce. put together myself. Wonderful. Oh god, <laughs> I hate assembling IKEA furniture. <laughs> It'll be. It's the bane of my existence. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, you know what, I feel like with Trump, we are beating a very, very dead horse in terms of wanting to, to believe that there not everything will stay the same in terms of media and whatnot. You know, Kellyanne Conway, Bowling Green Massacre, uh, Trump, the Sweden incident, uh, Sean Spicer, Joe Trudeau, like, you... There, there's a certain level of ignorance in, in the Trump administration when it comes to mentioning thing and like, um, you know, rape rate in Sweden is very, very high. It's the rape capital of the world, I believe. And so think about that. So from where are you getting that? It's from CNN, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I was, I was watching that, like an example. That guy yeah. who was like uh, numbering those statistics, he's like, yeah, Sweden has a 50% increase. Uh, rape, like in, I don't know if like in the capital or in the country, but in that particular like area. And then the guy who's reporting for CNN completely dismissed him. I think the reason why he dismissed him was because that guy is publicly opening up with conservatism and stuff like that. He has some mm-hmm. conservative values. Yeah. If I went on that show and I fully, like, I said I was like, oh yeah, I'm very very liberal. This Democrat forever, like. And if I say those type of statistics, he'd be like, you're 100 percent right. Those are accurate. We yeah. gotta do something. We gotta like impeach like the president of or prime minister mm-hmm. Sweden, whatever there are. It's like yeah, we gotta do something about this. Yeah, so that's the problem. Right there. Let's uh, let's move on to our main topic of the day. Um, 
Today we talk mental health. Now, Spirit Live, uh, this station, will be having a week-long set of episodes uh, in March regarding mental health, uh, like a mental health week. So stay tuned for that. But today the Robin Report is going to do its own, uh, its own episode on the issue. Um, we're going to discuss how the Canadian government uh, treats mental illness and what legislation uh, is there in place regarding criminal mental illness and justice. Uh, before we get to the questions... I just realized I'm talking like Justin Trudeau, where I go, uh, and uh, we're going to, uh, and I'm really scared of it, but <laughs> before we get to the questions, I want to mention to everyone once again, we're live on spiritlive.ca, uh, so you can tune into us there and message us directly on our Facebook page to have your thoughts read live on air, or you can simply comment on our live Facebook feed. We're actually streaming directly to Facebook, not through the phone even though that was a great, great option. Um, but we're scre streaming directly to Facebook, so you can uh, comment on our live feed. Whatever you are, wherever you are, we want to hear from you. So the first question, how does the Canadian government define mental illness? Is there a specific definition that the government uses to, uh, you know, I guess, define mental illness? Um, as I Google it right now... Um, I don't I some good research into, so believe okay. there is one, but if you can all hold, your call is very important to us. <laughs> you looking it up too? I mean, I got some stuff here from like Statistics Canada in comparison, mm -hmm. like some tables and stuff. Uh, okay. I'll just pull up this one right now of life satisfaction, or are they either satisfied or very satisfied, and it uh, categorizes the population in comparison to age group, sex, and by province and territory. So, oh yeah, we can. Perfect. Um, okay, yeah. the so, pub. Oh, oops, go sorry, ahead, sorry. Adam. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Um, the Public Health Agency of Canada: Mental illnesses are characterized by alterations, thinking, and mood or behavior associated with significant distress <coughs> and impaired function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mental illnesses are characterized by alterations in thinking, mood, or behavior associated with significant distress and impaired functioning. That's what Canada defines mental health as. But I think now we are in a, in a, in a paradigm that um, our idea of mental health issues are changing. Um, at a time in World War I, you know, shell shock now is called uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. George Carlin said that too, actually. <laughs> yeah. There are, um, there are reports coming out now. I can't confirm any statistics and whatnot, but there are reports now that... High school students are, on average, have the mental have the mental uh, distress of 1950s uh, psych ward patients. Yeah, I read that. Um, you know, the 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 suicide rate among teenagers has has gone up. You've seen what cyberbullying can do to people. People like Amanda Knox. People like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, why why we do Pink Day? I forget his name. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but but yeah. You know, um, <laughs> words that we we've used casually over the years have now become. I don't want to say trigger trigger words, but they've become they've become words that affect people mentally like they they didn't before. Words like. You know the the f word for gay people. I don't want to say it live on air. Uh, the n word and and Rhymes many, with uh, maggot. We'll just go with that. Yeah, yeah. Rhymes um, with Milo Yiannopoulos, <laughs> the dangerous one. Yikes! I didn't. I, I, he says it, not me. Yeah, he me. does. Yeah. Um. The the way that w we view 
vernacular language is changing in terms of what's okay to say and what's not okay to say. That that's where I was going with that. I don't know why that took me so long to get out. <laughs> but um so the the there is no standard definition of a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. And I will let other people talk because I have been rambling for a while. That's okay. We can actually just move on to the next question unless you have something to add. Um, I was just going to go maybe use the statistics again that I saw yeah. from uh, Statistics Canada. Okay. Um, so it says here, actually, no, I don't know. I, I just want, I don't want to, I want to properly interpret this data, but uh, so it says here like how they're either satisfied or very satisfied in terms of population. So it says here, well, this is the census from 2014, I'll put it on the last column here, that like 13 million males, and I don't know exactly exactly what's going to be happening with this data, but, oh, so these are all the people that report being satisfied with their life in general. So okay. 13 million men and 14, and almost 14 million women, or male and female, they feel satisfied with their with their life in general. I think like so life satisfaction will have an, a, a very important um, effect on someone's mental health. An example, like, let's say someone's coming from a lower income uh, family and stuff like that. Like that, this is a significant effect on someone's mental health. Definitely, and it can have their just it can change their decisions and stuff like that. Um, an example, like someone who is in a, like a lower income family, they could resort to crime as a way to uh, get in order to gain means of any of any type. So like financial, obviously, like to get money. Um, or to get respect from their peers or something like that. And, yeah, it's always, it's very important to discuss that kind of stuff. Like, an example here in Canadian society, like, I think one of the most, the greatest things that we have right now is Bell Let's Talk. I think that's a really good way that we can, that we can use that to advocate for a further promotion and more information to the whole population of Canada. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you think about it before, like, if there was anything wrong with you back, like I don't know, like 60 years ago, what would they do? They would just lock you up into an asylum or something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you it. had like the smallest symptoms, you know, you look sad, you're gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But we need to have those type of discussions. Like, if someone's feeling sad, like we shouldn't just be like, oh, get over it. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, get over it. Some people, sometimes people can't it's get over it. It's just something that. Yeah. It's like a constant sadness that's just. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So. What, uh, to the next question, what sorts of measures are in place for people now dealing with mental illness, such as, like, what institutions are available and how can they be accessed? Well, it's the difference between uh, public and private right there. Yeah. So an example, some, if, when, I know we're not working, like, full-time or anything like that, like, but if you are working full-time and you actually work with a private organization, like a corporation or anything like that, mm-hmm. depending on the corporation, they could give, uh, like, with health benefits, they, there potentially might be, um, mental health um, access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to have access to practitioners, to therapists, psychiatrists. Uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Psychologists, I think. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking of. The the um. Well, l- let's take Ryerson as an example because we're Ryerson students, and yeah. as students, mental health issues are, are are no important than now. We are in a, a time of great stress and of hormones flying around everywhere and. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, Ryerson. The way that Ryerson works is that on campus there are um, psychotherapists and therapists that can help you and 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 whatnot. But 
you have to wait. There's a four-week waiting list to book an appointment. And if anybody knows anything about mental health, I think that's too. It it's should be like way n- too long. Three a, a days week, in a maximum. Yeah. A week, like maximum a week. On the Ryerson Health Plan, if you haven't opted out of it, there's I think about a hundred or a hundred and fifty dollar coverage for private uh, therapy uh, sessions. But that's about one one session. Two, if you're really lucky to find a cheap therapist. Yeah. Therapists can charge anywhere upwards from a hundred bucks, and that's for good, you know, registered psychotherapists and whatnot. Um, you know, in, in extended health plans, for example, um, I'll, I'll talk about it later if it does come up, but I was in and out of therapy for about two years, personally. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, I'm not boasting for attention or anything like that. I don't want to, I don't want claps or anything, but um, my, dad's ex- my dad's extended health insurance plan covered um, 10 sessions a year, mm-hmm. which is just under one every month. And if for people that... I didn't need it as as much as other people do, but for people that do need it, you need it once every two weeks, once a week, even for some people twice a week. So as far as health plans go, it's very recent that this stigma of of therapy and, and the... The understanding that you can yeah, you can anybody have, who goes to therapy is like considered crazy. Yeah, or you're, like or, that. Or, yeah. yeah, like and that's a, a very stigma around it. Yeah, mm. that's a very like enableist term, crazy. What what do you define crazy? You know, Niles Barkley can be defined as crazy. Um, I'm I'm referencing that to the song. Yeah, <laughs> poorly timed humor. I apologize. I got it. But Same. Um, hopefully, our viewers got it. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, it's it's very recent to accept that you can be in therapy along with living your life. You're not, you know, locked up in a straitjacket in a psych ward if you go to therapy. Yeah. So we'll see a change now um, with the acceptance or the very one, two steps back, one step forward acceptance of, of transsexual people. Um, the the uh, going away from the two from the gender binary, um, the queer folk. Um, Minorities that have not been accepted throughout history, um, and with that sort of movement, there are different needs that come with those people. And it's not—I'm not even making—I'm not making any assumptions. Mental health issues are more prevalent amongst minorities, amongst and with transgender people, people as well. amongst the transgender folk. It was like regardless of like, let's say like. Um it's obviously their choice and whatever they want to do. Exactly. But if a transgender person actually wants to go through the, the complete transformation, like, and they want to transition. go, like, get the transition, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, regardless if it happens or not, like, yeah. they still have, like, a significant, like, it's exponential. Yeah. yeah. The, no, the it, increase it's, it's, of suicide it's rate. Absolutely, it's crazy. Uh, it's absolutely dismal. And, you know, regardless whether or not you believe in, 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 you know, gender pronouns and whatnot, you can't ignore statistics. And the statistics mm-hmm. show that suicide rate is higher. Uh, attempted suicide rate is way higher, and 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 that's more needed. So with uh, the the movements, the movement of tolerance that has been happening slowly but surely will bring better health plans for people that need mental health services. Definitely, I think I think that's an important problem in terms of like we've discussed we've been discussing about Ryerson and how what the ability that yeah. they have um, in terms of like their resources for students. I think it also depends on what university you're going to as well. Mm-hmm. An example, like um, we've seen, like in, 
like, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear, like, trying to downplay Ryerson or anything like that. Like, obviously, I'll joke, we'll joke around, like, I've joked around with a couple friends, like, yeah, Ryerson's not that good in comparison to other schools. My no, point being... There are, there are faults that Ryerson has. Yeah. It's not, you know, I'm not sure I'm, talking about school. An example, like, some schools, like, they have different problems. Our school maybe is, like, on the educational part, whatever. That's not what we're discussing. What I'm discussing is Yikes. the, depending on... It's like I think it's the already the stigma of going to any particular university. Exactly. Like, you go to U of T, you go to Waterloo, yeah. you go to like McGill or like any of these like very very competitive and like um, prestigious universities that have, like mm-hmm. been around for like lots of like, for a significant amount of time, and that are like internationally recognized like everywhere. Like if anybody says U of T, like oh, they know yeah. exactly well, what you're talking about. Number fourteen in the world. Yeah, like, they say ooh. Waterloo. They say, like, oh, like so you're gonna work for Google or something like yeah, that. Probably. Yeah. The point being. So, the, the point being is that because those places are so competitive, um, we may see, like, I, I would love to see, like, the research on that, but in terms of students from, like, those particular universities having an increase of uh, mental health problems and, like, so therefore a need of increased um, mental health, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Services? Yeah, resources, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. so, just in terms of, uh, since we're talking about, you know, university, mm. um, what... Is post-secondary students' mental health decreasing nowadays? Yes. Since, it, yes. since you said it is, why? Okay, personally... Um, There's a lot of factors, yeah. Yeah, there's so many things. Um, one, you know, the... There are so many things that are changing nowadays, and it's very cliche to say, but it's true. You know, things aren't the way they used to be. You know, back in my old days, blah, 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 blah. Our saturation and overexposure to so much entertainment and media and 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 all these different outlets that every single question in the world can be answered with the answer of social media yeah yeah it's true it, it no it is true social media is we cannot escape it mm-hmm. my mom's like oh I, I escape social media i don't have facebook it's it's not that simple mm-hmm. social media is everywhere you go um she's in a whatsapp group with her friends in that's israel and that's social media um you know the 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 paranoia. I I, I don't mean to, to to downplay factors or, or people, but like the paranoia of you know why won't he text me back, mm. or why won't they text me back, or he didn't respond the way that I wanted, or or um, you know why isn't he answering me? He's tweeting but he's not texting me, or or, or it's like, oh my he, god he posted something he posted on Instagram, something, but he didn't tag me, or he's he commented on a girl's picture. I'm gonna die. He likes a girl's picture, and she's like, kind of showing off her ass. Yeah. Or this guy's wearing like showing off his like his picture. bulge. Yeah, like him like after a workout or something like that. It's Can't like, believe oh she did that God, to me. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and it it starts there, and I'm I'm you know I've been in that situation, and it's not a pleasant one, and. Oh no! Oh yeah, no! Not. not a pleasant one. I, I don't mean to. I know that I, I pick the role of talking in a, in a girl's persona. I don't mean to assume, but um, the the way that we all are so obsessed with everything, all this yeah, uh, we've become uh, compulsive with wanting yeah, to know exactly. everything about compulsive everybody. Compulsive is a very good word for that. And and there's just so much to do and so much to. Mm-hmm. To, to, at, at, at our fingertips, and I'm not saying that social media is the reason why mental health issues is on the rise. On on a, on a separate note, I think it just affects like everybody. It affects everybody, personal. and our brains are not designed for that much exposure to to entertainment and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Even the blue light from our screens is bad for us on its own. Yeah. Um, so, 
in, in, on a separate note, in, in, in this age of tolerance, as I'm going to call it, even though it isn't, this age of tolerance has brought, you know, more openness for, for, for queer uh, young kids and queer adolescents to, to come out of the closet, yeah. for one. You know, the, the, the rise of, 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 open, of, open, of being openly queer has, has come out, and, and older generations are not ready for that. No, they're I, not. I always look at it as when in Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox plays Johnny B. Good and, and everybody kind of stops there in awe and then he's like, oh, you guys aren't ready for this yet. That's how I see it. Parents are not Great ready. Movie. Great trilogy. Very, very good. Very good trilogy. And, and parents are not ready for this yet. Um, there's been a movement amongst, you know, a voice to the unheard uh, of people that have mental health issues and people that have been discriminated and marginalized. They're coming out in protest. And, and the openness for people to finally declare how they feel. Uh, part, part of the LGBT community, you know, Black Girl Magic. Um, um, which, what, Black Girl Magic? Um, it's, it's a movement on Twitter for, for black, for, for POC young women to, to be proud of who they are. Good. To not be called, you know, like if they have their natural hair, to not be called like funky or... Or whatever bad terminology they I had. I love in all the types past. of hair. Exactly. I think it's amazing. Exactly. Hair, hair is beautiful. Have you seen Afro like that? Like it's also all like, like sprung up like it's that. Awesome. It looks amazing. You have like curly yeah. black hair that looks amazing too. Even the straight one when it's like very thick and stuff. All of it looks yeah, amazing. All of that blessed. type of stuff too. My thin like little <laughs> whatever type of hair this is. Cool. Oh, it looks good. I like yeah, it. I like I, it. I, but I'm comfortable with what I am. Like yeah. it's whatever. Like. Like obviously, like if you guys can look, like, this isn't my natural hair color. Yeah. I just something I wanted it's to do. What? No, right? I wanted to do that. Like I've just wanted to do it like this whole life and yeah. my whole, like for a couple of years now. Like, and I'm not gonna say it looks amazing. Like I, I just think I, I just like want it. to try it. Yeah. Like regardless if it look like complete shite, but like still it's fine. <laughs> I just and people just have like the idea of being open and just being yeah. able to try new things and be creative with, with who they are and stuff like that. And as much as they are able to do this. It's a very hard struggle. Mm -hmm. To come out of the closet, to come out as queer, as trans, as androgynous, as two-spirit, as as whatever you feel you identify with, to come out that way, it's it's very it's a very hard battle with yourself yeah. to accept it for one, to have your family accept it, your peers accept it, your workplace accept it. Yeah, because it. Like, everybody else around you is going to say no. Yeah. But or, like, or like, you can't uh, deny who you really? are, Really? Is that... Uh, it's not just a phase. Uh, yeah. so. Not a phase, Mom. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I'm drinking Monster. It's not a phase. <laughs> you don't so. get it, Mom. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I'm going to go listen to My Chemical Romance in my room beautiful alone. People, the beautiful people. Um, Sorry. So... That that has opened the door for for increased mental health issues. Aside from you know just people coming out as a different identity, just the amount of work that we have. Holy, we're not. Uh, Wait, work? I mean, like as school like work? Oh, okay, yeah. Our generation is faced with with such a burden a, with with social media and everything. My mom always says, you know, I get why kids struggle to do their work now. We didn't have TV. We didn't have social media. Yeah, it's I get so it. distracting. It's I can so go on Facebook and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to study for this midterm. What happens? I start watching this video of some alligator get eating a dog or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And what? I, boom, it's 5.30 already. Yeah, like, exactly. So I think social media in itself plays a huge role in that. I think the the work that we have, I think the the, the new sort of paradigm of 
of of not just sticking to the status quo puts a, a lot of mental stress. And I think that um, just being in a world faced with so many problems from the news and such contribute to that. So, Adam, since you are on the RSU, yes. um, what uh, – are you aware of any initiatives the RSU is planning to do regarding uh, mental health? Um, the big one that our VP of Equity was pushing, and our VP of Equity, who did not win, and I'm still bitter about it, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, our, our VP of Equity, what they wanted to do was um, they wanted to end the official diagnosis requirement for mental health services. And that's a big deal because an official diagnosis requirement. Wait, say that again? Say it again. An official diagnosis requirement for mental health. For mental health issues. When you were discussing, like, I remember you came into one of my classes to talk about one of the elevates. Pro- yeah, pro- yeah. What you were saying for that, like the way you worded it, from what I interpreted was that you don't need an official diagnosis in order to skip a test or something like that. No. Like in order for a te- like if you miss a test by any chance. What happens is that at Ryerson there are accommodations for yeah. uh, students that have mental health issues. Um, I don't exactly know what those accommodations are, but I think it's, you know, extensions on assignments, uh, more consult, more uh, one-on-one help and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what you need to succeed. Yeah. And um, you need an official diagnosis letter presented to the university and then it's dispersed amongst your professors in order to um, be uh, eligible for these services. And an official diagnosis letter can take up to six months to get from a doctor. Okay. And that's a semester and a half of suffering. Okay. Whether, I, I, like, if you want to go as extreme as suffering, I think it's suffering. If you're not getting what you need to succeed, you are suffering. Mm-hmm. So I, we, uh, we wanted to end that requirement. If you feel like you have a mental health issue, then I believe that you should be eligible for the okay. Services from what you're saying right now, yeah. I do kind of, I, I kind of, I, I understand that, and mm-hmm. I kind of do like it. Yeah. Here's my issue. From what you said, from what I heard originally, is yeah. that you don't need a doctor's note in order, like, to um, reschedule or to be reaccommodated for a test or a midterm mm-hmm. or an exam or something like that. No, no, no. It's is that, not. Is that that no, doesn't no, no. fall under that, there. Then? That doesn't fall under at there. all. If you are a student that does not suffer mental health issues mm-hmm. and you skip out on a midterm you still need a doctor's note i'm talking for people that n- need mental health services that ryerson offers okay not just on the daily now, i missed a test now, because of the flu so now here's my thing with this so you do need the doctor's note in order to get this to to happen right? as in of right to, now as yeah. of right now i do think we might need that but this is the only reason why i'm saying this i think there's a problem yeah. with how long it takes to get that diagnosis obviously mm-hmm. Like that's six months is too. It should probably take like a month or something like that. Mm. Make extensive research. Yeah. Get it done. Um, yeah. we, like we shouldn't be loafing on that in any type of possible in any type of way. And that's that's our health system. That yeah. has nothing to do with yeah. the virus. Yeah. Exactly. My issue with it is since this is going to be doing like, the way this is going to work, maybe we're going to see like a spike of like, people that want to like potentially try to abuse that as a system in order to get mm-hmm. like. Um, just like, I was like, think about it is that like, let's say like, I'm, let's say I just say to my doctors and, or just say to Ryerson that I'm suffering from, I don't know, let's just say, what would you say post-traumatic stress from, I don't know, like I saw like somebody, I don't know, whatever, X, X mental illness. I don't want people that just use that and just claim that something happened to them mm-hmm. and abuse the system in order to just to use those Use those resources. See, but the, I just want. Yeah, no, no. How I, are we going to be able to yeah, do that? Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And you know, w- with every government in transition, and with every 
uh, student body. There, there are kinks that you need to work out in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I would hope, I would really, really hope that Ryerson students aren't that much of, of scum to abuse the system put in place for students that need it. I, 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 I trust yeah, I, Ryerson students. But see, I don't. That's the thing. Yeah, and I, I'm... I'm Almost positive there's going to be at least one person that tries to abuse it and says, oh, yeah, I have uh, PTSD from an abusive father that I had. And, and here's, uh, I, I, need, I need help. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, there will be kinks that you need to work out. And, and you know, if, if, we, if we take the stance of believing survivors and mm-hmm. believing people, we can't just discriminate and be like, oh, it doesn't look like you have X or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that Ryerson students, you know, don't... Um, Take advantage mm-hmm. of, of this. You know, it's the same idea as Presto. You know, you, the yeah. Presto card is an honor system. You tap on, you tap off. It's same. not an honor system? Uh, yeah. Well, it's, not TTC? A, it's not an honor system. No, but if I don't tap... Yeah, they won't really know. Exactly. Oh, for Go Transit, Viva. yeah. Now, Viva's an honor system. Yeah. Because they will never know. Exactly. Unless, what, really? Yeah. yeah. I thought you just... No, because I've been here at Finch where like, it's like a Zone 1 thing or a Zone 2 thing or something nobody, like that. Nobody deals with this. Honestly, like, like if you have a ticket and it's... You're in zone one. You're crossing into zone two. The bus driver's not going to come to you and be like, "Hey, I know you come. You came so in at this time." Would they charge you more then? Like, are you supposed technically, to charge more? Technically, they're supposed to. You're supposed to get like a two zone fare, but nobody does it. So how much is um, the difference in comparison from one, two, or three zone? I think it's like either half, oh, like oh, another right. half, like a like two dollars or or like another double the price. Yeah. I don't know, but uh-huh. but like only at Finch I know is where they check because they have people waiting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like. Since there's machines, you, you just walk in like they assume yeah. uh, that you've already paid. So yeah, Viva's an honor system. Uh-huh. Go Trans uh, is kind of an honor system, like in the same way like they, like, so like, you can just like no matter where you're going, like you can just walk in and get on the train. Yeah, yeah. The they same have the thing, stops. Like, yeah, I I am honorable in the sense that like I do tap, so yeah. I tap on, tap off. No, but I I've snuck on the Go Train. You have on ideas yeah, exactly, but um. It's definitely difficult to do that. Like, and like, I think, I think it's happened to me before. Like, I completely forgot because I was just rushing. I just ran to the train because I didn't, I didn't even have any time to stop for like a second and tap. I had to get on like, like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but example, they do have people that check like every now and then. It's completely random, and if they find you, first time they probably let you off with a warning if you sweet talk them. Yeah. Second time, it's like maybe like you can get away with it. Third time, no. Second time, it's like a hundred dollar fine. Yeah. Third time they're gonna like suspend you from using the transit or something like that. Like if they catch you like you're banned or some shit like that. Sorry about that. But it's the honor system is I don't trust the honor system, that's the thing. Yeah. Because people aren't honorable. People are gonna abuse Viva, they're gonna abuse Go Transit, and I hope they don't abuse Ryerson's mental health services. There are but, always kinks that need to be worked yeah. out and, and that's Hopefully one of you thing. guys can do it. I think Yeah. I, I think that we we the people that approach Ryerson for mental health issues do not mix with the crowd that be like, hey, yo, I can get, you know, an extension on this. You know, hey, I have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. and um, I think even, too, not just for mental health, I'm talking about health in general. One, I don't think it'll be widely publicized. You know, free mm-hmm. mental health service, come get it while it's hot. That's not how <laughs> we're trying to go about yeah. uh, things at Ryerson. If you approach Ryerson asking for mental health services... They're going to be like, hey, you don't need the doctor's phone anymore. We've we've phased it out. And they'll be like, hey, cool, yeah. So that's what I hope to see. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm not in charge of that. But we do work with the union, so mm-hmm. let's hope. 
So I did have uh, like a bunch more questions about you know what's uh, wh when when is a criminal classified not criminally responsible, but we don't really have time for that. So I'm just going to go to the last question. Um, we didn't get any messages today. If anybody still wants to chip in and, and mm -hmm. have their opinion read live on air, perfectly welcome to. Um, but last question: Is there something more that can be done by the government for those that suffer from mental illness? You know, besides, you know, you mentioned the uh, the six month wait period mm -hmm. and the appointments and yeah. all that. Is there something else like more institutions, more accessibility? What can the government do to make it easier? The problem that I have is I hate the Ontario health system. I hate everything about it. And in, if you had to narrow it down to like a couple points, what would, you just, what would you talk about? The problem is, is that bureaucracy in Ontario tends to be very flaky and faulty. If you've ever gotten, if you've ever had, to, if you've ever had the wonderful pleasure of, of going to a service Ontario, you know that it's not a fun time. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Any any bureaucracy that uh, that Canada manages and Ontario manages opens the door to paperwork on paperwork on paperwork and 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 poor service and whatnot. Yeah. That that's how I see it. So I don't think there should be you know a new body like um, you know the Canadian mental health check-in consultant firm that you go and you get money uh, for therapy and they have and if it were to go like that then they, they would probably have their own therapists and they'd probably not be very good therapists and whatnot but what I want to see and I've, I thought about this when Elliot proposed the idea for the show what I want to see is for example my therapist was hundred and fifty dollars a session if there can be a government program that you you come forward with a mental health service maybe you can get that same therapist that I got for seventy dollars or sixty dollars to have more accessibility. There needs to be um, more outreach and more conversation with our Aboriginal communities, especially with our Inuit communities. There's a town in Nunavut that is the suicide capital of the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's another thing that we don't discuss that much we, yeah. in comparison like mental health rates. Like we, We've discussed how like, it's a significant increase in comparison for transgender people that yeah, exactly. go through transition and stuff. But in terms of like... For Canada, I think it's very like unique in comparison, yeah. like the type of um, oppression that's happened to Our Aboriginal, Aboriginal, Aboriginal communities, yeah. stuff like that. They have like the highest percentage. I don't know about murder specifically, but like alcoholism and substance abuse mm -hmm. and depression and suicide and all exactly. that kind of jazz and, and stuff like that. That's, that's all, a problem, and it's a big fault of colonialism. I will not abdicate the white man. Um, <laughs> what what I want to see is, is greater subsidy. And, and not just greater a subsidy, you know, Justin Trudeau will stand on his podium and be like, you know what, I as a Canadian call myself a feminist. I think that's so... Uh, and I think... It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Put in programs. Move forward. You know, reach out to communities in, in Timbuktu, Nunavut, and, and be like, hey, we're here to help. Don't just sit in, in your suit and tie and say I'm a feminist. I, you know, he he's come. He's he's he said he's an ally of, of the of the of the mental health community and the LGBT community and, and whatnot. Words but, don't mean shit anymore, man. So. Exactly. Okay. So I know we're running out of time. What I want to narrow it down as more greater subsidy that is controlled by the person, mm -hmm. and they can pick the therapist they want to go to. Okay. Better acceptance of those that say, you know, I'm. I have PTSD and people don't just brush it off and be like, eh, dust yourself off, get over it. What do you mean you have PTSD? Greater tolerance, more subsidy, and um, yeah, less, um, less, less barriers, less paperwork, less red tape to get to what you need. And, and Ryerson's a good example of that. 
Uh, I hope to see it come into action, and even if it doesn't, the conversation that has been started is, is a good way to go. I just want the liberals to keep their promises, like an example in terms of like electoral reform, marijuana, and stuff like that, and especially with mental health. Like we don't, we keep talking about it, and we and have like, oh, let's done. talk, and we have all this stuff that's raising up money for all these organizations. But is it really doing something? I hope it does, but I'm just saying yeah. we need we need actual like government action, you know, in order to do something about it. A student can approach CAMH, and CAMH can give good resources, and I and I and I give a pat on the back to CAMH for the work. That is that Canadian done. Association of Mental Health? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because I, I, I looked up one of the the problem with with uh, Bell Let's Talk is that people talk about it for a day and then forget about it. Yeah. You know, I I, I retweeted. I've uh, seen people Bell, like, yeah, is Bell Let's Talk Day should be every day or something. Bell like that. Bell I I donated my nickel. Bell Let's Talk uh, took a nickel from me. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm an ally. I, I think it's much more than that, and I think that, that we we have a big problem to face. And it's hard when people like Donald Trump come in and remove the government, um, it, give the power back to the states on transgender washrooms. There was such a high debate, and it finally got resolved. Yeah, and I all, just saw that too. All transgender people want to do is pee. Like, let them pee. I think maybe like yeah. if people like are super uncomfortable with it, I think it's going to take some years for people to be like okay with it. Yeah. I think like. As a temporary solution right now, are those like gender neutral washrooms? Yeah, like that? I think that's a temporary solution. Yeah, they're old bathrooms for handicapped people. Yeah, you know, or for people with a bit disabilities, um, and that's a temporary solution until we can figure this out. Until everybody gets okay with Ryerson's it. Ryerson's a great example. We have accessibility for trans and in, in male and female washrooms, and there are gender neutral washrooms as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, great talk today. Mm -hmm. um, that was our show for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone that tuned in. Uh, we didn't get any messages, but next time, uh, a brand new episode of The Robin Report with Marshall back uh, will be coming to you Marshall, next we week. Miss you. Uh, same day, same time, same people. Have a great day, everyone.